2: Extra cash. I'm downloading the upside app. Now
0: download the free upside app. Now to earn real cash back. Every time you buy gas, use promo code car for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free upside app and use promo code car for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code car.
2: Are you a business owner or executive who needs more results from your marketing team? Do you struggle to measure the results of your marketing spend? Or do you need to spend less time running marketing personally? A metrics marketer fractional CMO can help. A fractional CMO delivers measurable results and value by combining real-world experience with a proven marketing framework and process, all at a fraction of the price of a full-time marketing leader. We manage and enhance your existing marketing team while creating programs designed to drive awareness, revenue, and growth for your company. Let us create, manage, and deploy a marketing strategy to help you reach your goals faster. Visit yourfcmo.com, that's yourfcmo.com, to request a free, no obligation consultation. Mention 3YPC for a special discount of 10% off our services. Grow your business faster with a fractional CMO.
1: Chris and the guys at Greenview Construction LLC are a firm offering professional services in design and of course, construction and they are proud to announce that they've completed design and 3D renderings for two-spec home models located in the Jupiter and Palm Beach Gardens area, sitting on over one-acre lots. Now, they've got four lots available for these model homes. The first is a British West Indies model style, totaling just over 4,500 square foot, air-conditioned space, five bedrooms, five bathrooms, and they boast 16-foot ceilings in some areas. The second, more traditional style home, 3,100 square foot, air-conditioned space, four bedrooms and four baths. They boast 14-foot ceilings in some areas both models will have a free flowing layouts that connect the kitchen the family room living room library i mean library a den and outdoor lanai and both models will have an option to add a detached in-law suite if you really want the in-laws to move in and a garage totaling an additional 1000 square foot you can visit chris and the team online at www.greenviewconstruction.com you can email chris tyson that's c tyson as in mike tyson c tyson at greenviewconstruction.com or you can call 561 727 5013 they're also on facebook They're on Instagram, they're on Twitter. Just look for Greenview Construction. And if that wasn't enough, they have an appointment-only showroom at 715 Commerce Way West, Suite 14 in Jupiter, Florida.
0: Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage? Looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor? Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 62 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and Eric and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are born and raised in South Florida, so changing the narrative on the way contractors conduct business in South Florida is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle it all for you. Call or text them anytime at 561-408-7835 for immediate assistance. The number again, 561-408-7835. Water Cleanup of of Florida. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections and if you're correct you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5 and receive a 100% instant deposit match Up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today.
2: Welcome to 3 Yards Per Carry, a podcast
1: covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
0: And we're on, and welcome to another edition of 3 Yards Per Carry. These are our draft shows. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. As always, we are brought to you by Manscaped. Use promo code 5RSN, 20% off your entire order. Go pick up our Speed Kills t-shirt. has a penguin on it, has a cheetah on it. It's nice. Go pick it up. It's, I believe, only $21 on our website. Guys, off the air, we were talking about? Strip clubs. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, supposedly, you know, I don't want to promise anything, but you know, there's one in Las Vegas that is hosting podcasters. Let's just say Terrell Owens is hosting the thing.
1: Uh, it's called Sapphire's Gentlemen's Club. So wait, they want to host us as guests or they want us to do a live show from there? Because that's two extremely different things. Very
2: different experiences. Yeah, yeah. they want us. To, I
0: believe
1: they want us to do a live show from there. And when you say they want us to do a live show... <laughs> They mean, do they mean involving- this, could, this, could, this could also mean different
2: things. We, yes.
1: could, we could turn up with microphones and geeky draft chat and they're expecting us <laughs> to strip bollock naked and do a thing on the pole
0: <laughs> no I don't think but, that's happening but
1: why not both <laughs> yeah. yes because Star and Letitia are waiting over there for you to do your live show gentlemen it's like oh really because we're, we're here to talk about tight ends and offensive guards <laughs> No, <laughs> that of show.
2: Well, they, they they might
1: they might they might take the tight end co- uh, talk. I don't know exactly. Do uh. this drip club story about the United States? So I ha- used to have a mate. I mean, I used to have a mate. We're not really friends anymore, and it's not. I don't know. Is it because of this? I'm not really sure. But we sort of drifted apart. Anyway, that's not even part of the story. I was working for the BBC in New Mexico, and. Um, he asked me to go and stay for the weekend. He lived in Houston. And so I flew from New Mexico to Houston and which is the hottest place I think I've ever been in my entire life. Anyway, he picked me up from the airport and it was game seven of the NBA finals that evening. And it was probably about half an hour till tip-off. And he said, Oh, do you want to go and get somewhere to eat and watch the game? So we went to an olive garden, right? And the olive garden was full because it was game seven of the when they had they had the game on in the thing, and we can get a, we can get a table. And um, my uh, my mate said, "Oh, I know the place to go to." So we went to a place called the Gold Cup, which <laughs> is in Utah, which is apparently a really famous strip club. And we were there from about oh I don't know a minute after tip off until about fucking four o'clock in the morning or something <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, my mate got absolutely steaming, like so hammered it was unreal, and spent a significant amount of cash like a significant amount of cash um and i was staying over at his house that night and i think i was flying back either the saturday night or the sunday morning anyway i went back to his we went back to his house we got a cab back to his house because i was pretty shit-faced as well but he'd spent a lot of money on dances and we got back to his we got back to his place and this will live with me forever but i'd never met his wife um and i can remember being awoken about three hours after I got to sleep, so about eight o'clock in the morning, by the biggest screaming argument I've mm. probably ever heard in my entire life. And <laughs> but it wasn't just a screaming argument where you could just hear it through the wall. It, every word was audible. And most of it revolved around the fact that she had gone to wash his clothes and found a receipt for $760 worth of dances from, gold, from the gold cup. <laughs> this is why you don't get receipts from them (laughs) exactly and he was trying to explain away what was happening and there i was never having met her before thinking what the fuck do i do here do i go downstairs and just sort of gently meander into the middle of this and go oh hi marcy really nice (laughs) to meet you or do i just stay in my room and (laughs) pretend i'm dying or do i climb out the window and hail a cab and get to the airport and just sit at the airport for like 15 hours, wait for my flight. In the end, I decided <laughs> just to go downstairs because I'm such a pussy. I decided to go downstairs and walk into the middle of it. And let's just say the atmosphere was frosty uh, for the period of time that I was there. And after a quick swim in their pool, I decided that it would probably be best just for me to head off to the airport, which I did and waited for about seven hours at the airport. <laughs> Just to avoid the nuclear fallout that was happening, because my you got to get my that dip, mate, you got to get that dip in the pool first, right? mate, got to get yeah. the dip in the pool. It's hot in Houston. It's really sultry and sticky, so I had to get the early <laughs> morning dip. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the experience. Let's let's put it that way on a number of levels. Yeah, you oh, know like, the
0: uh, the strip clubs what they do, you know, to try to avoid that. Although it doesn't really help avoid anything is that they charge it to these weird names.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And I remember one morning waking up and and my wife asking me, did you charge like $600 to (laughs) some place called Martinez catering? And I started to think, think to myself, my God, somebody, you know, identity theft, somebody ripped me off. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. No, no. Yeah. I did charge like $600 to Martinez. Definitely.
2: I had, I had an event catered and (laughs) yeah. It was catered you know, by girls with no tops on. I just like how every every strip club story starts with, you know, I was I was out with a buddy and he
1: wanted to go to... Yeah, I uh, wanted to go to Olive Garden. i just like to make that. <laughs> clear. Just to there, be clear. I then wanted to go to Deddy's and was very disappointed that I wasn't allowed to go. I just want to make that clear to everybody that knew me at the time, especially my ex-wife, I wanted to go to Deddy's.
2: Oh, I was man. out with my brother, and he really wanted to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I called my wife and told her that this happened. <laughs> she, she said I could, I, I could go. I told her, and I just sat down. No, that's not true.
0: Yeah, I remember very clearly one one of my greatest strip club uh, stories ever. I'm I'm at the bar at Tootsie's. Okay, and at the time, the Cleveland Cavaliers were really really good at the time. So were the Heat at the time, but. Cleveland Cavaliers had uh, LeBron James the first time around. And I'm sitting at the bar and right past me walks Drew Gooden, starting power forward. And then Eric Snow, the starting point guard. And then another player and another player. And I I start to realize, wait a minute. These are the Cleveland Cavaliers. They play tomorrow morning. It's 11 o'clock at night. It was three in the morning. They were still there. That morning, I made the largest bet I ever made on an NBA game. Heat won by 26 points. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at noon the next day. So yeah. Now, Tootsie's is a very famous snake pit for athletes down here. You go there, you lose on Sunday. It's as simple as that.
2: Yeah, the uh the what is what do they call it? Do they do they call it the um, the South like Beach the, flu? The South Beach the South Beach flu. That's, yeah, it's much
0: worse it than COVID. It's uh yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, in this one you lose games.
1: <laughs> Can you catch Lanai at, um <laughs> Uh, If you are you could catch anything
0: you could catch anything at these places uh yeah
2: yeah. if you're if you're if you're not careful you can definitely get a bad case of lanai and uh, you know you don't want that you don't want that
0: you get anything at these places including a bank a bank examiner so yeah
2: yeah Uh, absolutely could you could you like you know the places that like have things because again you go to a, a place like that and they have something like a buffet set up or something <laughs> like that which just mm-hmm. seems inappropriate like could you could you imagine if like you go there and you could also get like you know get something like a notary public or something like just just a one stop everything at at the uh, at the strip club a and, divorce attorney you know, also the irony divorce of being able to get,
1: the irony of being able to get a buffet finger food at <laughs> a at a strip club is unbelievable.
2: Uh, you <laughs> know, is. just just imagine somebody that goes there to order like the steak, you
1: know, or <laughs> or imagine just going there literally for the buffet. Yeah.
2: Yes. Well, maybe maybe it's a good buffet. I don't know. Yeah. Texas like, well, okay.
1: has a great Reuben sandwich. I gotta say that. Should I tell you one of the places that I find absolutely fascinating in America? Uh-huh. Because I don't really understand there's so much about it. I don't understand. It's Hooters. Oh. Awesome. What
2: don't you understand about this?
1: It's a great place to, no,
2: to
0: watch games and drink beer.
1: I don't dislike it. Although well, the staff get paid terribly. Did you know that? We were in the, the, the Atlanta one a few weeks ago. The staff get paid so badly. Anyway, that's Yeah, I've heard bad.
2: that before.
1: Um,
0: the girls do well, though. Do you think? Yeah, I know. Uh, I know one oh, that they, they, they used to work there.
2: Well, because they, they make off tips. the tips, obviously. You yeah, know, some days they do well.
1: I, yeah. Well, anyway, I just like, I don't know. Maybe I think that if you went to Hooters, it's like a halfway house. I'd like just go to a strip club if you really want to look at it. <laughs>
2: it's like a halfway house. You know yeah, I mean? most, most strip you really clubs look don't look serve
1: pitchers of beer, though. You know. But, but is it, okay, is it is that acceptable, Tits, in the United States? <laughs> it's like If you went home and said, you missed you said, oh, where have you been? And you were like, I went to Hooters she's like oh that's fine but if you said i went to tootsies then that's an issue is that <laughs> is that what it is Is like yeah. is it the acceptable face of stripping yes
2: yes you pretty know, much you know what's fa- what i find fascinating about hooters is that like you know say say 20 years ago or something like that uh Hooters like he, who? oh the airline god yes airline. um i remember that uh but like say 20 years ago or so they like, have a calling...
0: hotel in las vegas by the way oh. the hooters hotel um,
2: maybe we could do a podcast there. um but it was it had a bad bad rep like not a bad rep but like a reputation like oh we went to hooters you know that sort of thing somehow they've rehabbed that that image to the point where it's like you know anybody 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 including like families going to hooters it's just like yeah whatever it's just like going to a restaurant yeah and and i'm just like how far have we come that that it like used to be like like simon says like why don't you just go like, almost oh, like going God. to a strip club or something like that and and now it's just like oh yeah i just went to hooters for lunch like i brought Wait, my wife a, and, i brought my wife hooters. and kids
1: there's a hooters hotel is that true yes there's one in las vegas is it a oh. hotel yeah God.
0: by the way you want a little piece of ter- a trivia
1: simon go on. hit me
0: okay uh the time um when was it when you were down here Chris, two years ago, what? Oh, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was down here for the for the Super Bowl, and uh, we went to go see the Heat play against the Celtics. Right, right, right. On. Heat, yeah. Heat lost. Uh, earlier that day, we went to lunch. We went to lunch and had a steak right under the Lombardi Trophy, Simon. That's an experience at Shula's mm-hmm. restaurant, Shula Steakhouse. But that night after the game, guess where we went?
1: Um. Olive Garden, <laughs> If if only if only Cracker side. Barrel. What? Okay. What, what is a Cracker Barrel? Because I've never been in there. Because it sounds like one of those places, you know. And hey, you cracker, cracker, motherfucker. Is it? Is it like where people just go in and call each other crackers? Or is it Cracker Barrel, crackers where uh, you put cheese? Not like, off
0: that. It has to do. It has to do with crackers. You guys call it biscuits, right? Inside of a barrel. That's it. That's all. That's that's the entire really? genesis what? of the name. Yes. Really? What? Is it? Yes.
2: I thought it, so. So, a does does Cracker Barrel like is is that a Florida um, specific kind of? Because I think I think if it's a Florida specific, I mean the the old people who settled in Florida are supposed to be are, are crackers. They're Florida mm-hmm. crackers.
1: Southern specific. It's very southern, southern specific. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I've seen them in Cali or anywhere. But is it really? Crackers, like is that what it is? You go in and you eat crackers.
0: No, 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 no. Actually, their breakfast is is awesome. And and their fried chicken for lunch is very, very good as well. Chicken, chicken, and dumplings. Yeah, they, they have a lot of good they, a lot of good fare, a lot of good southern fare at so cracker, barrel.
2: cracker Barrel. Then?
0: That's just the name. It's, uh the logo has a barrel, and it I,
2: is literally a picture of a cracker sitting on a stool next to a barrel yeah. like, a, a, like an old yes. an old cracker like an old southern person yes sitting on a stool next to a barrel that is, it is cracker barrel <laughs> that is their logo oh, we yeah. just did 17
0: minutes on strip clubs cracker barrel and hooters
1: what's your favorite burger joint
0: oh, I, oh we're gonna try it at uh in las vegas the in and out we got to um, go to In-N-Out. It's going to be at the lake. I've length. never
2: never been to an In-N-Out. Half You never been? Out. Okay, Wait. I'll
0: say before. when do you arrive on Wednesday? Should I tell you what's better though? Okay. What a burger?
1: Really? Did you try both in California? No, I had one in Atlanta. Oh, an on In-N-Out? The way, on the way from Mobile back towards Atlanta, went to a what? A, no, a Whataburger, not an okay. In-N-Out. Okay. It was at, it was outstanding. Have you had an In-N-Out? You were in in California. That's, that's plenty of in and outs in America. That's a, that's a really bad sex joke, everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> off, <laughs> to oh, yeah, off to the Lanai with you. Off to the Lanai. Uh no, I haven't had in and out bug, I don't think. Um Yeah, because they only exist person.
0: they only exist in three states. Uh oh, do
1: they? Yeah. California, really
0: Arizona, and Nevada.
1: That's it. Okay. Yeah. You have to be really careful when you eat. Um actually, I didn't have an in out burger, but my friends, the two guys I was traveling with, did. I sat in the car park because I didn't want to be a fat fuck because it was the end of the two weeks, and you have to be really careful when you eat in America because you could put on like sixty pounds in America. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they had it. I had, I had a Coke from in and out and they had, um, they just filled their fat faces with. <laughs> one of them had, what was it? It was like bits of something wrapped around something else i can't remember what it was now I'll, I'll text him whilst we're talking and i'll see if he's still awake and um find out but it was yeah What well, i try Whataburger burger because it's really good
2: all right yeah I, I over here over here the five guys is uh is is you know the yeah that's pretty good yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. but you we'll save in and out we'll save in and out for you on that wednesday
2: we've got cause...
1: five
0: guys here it's fucking expensive
2: oh is it really Hmm. that's pretty cheap over here where I am.
0: All right, let's get to running backs. We did 18 minutes on strip clubs, burgers, and hooters.
2: Can you tell that the Dolphins don't have any draft picks in this draft?
0: Yeah, because we just killed the 20 minutes we would have spent on the day one running backs and the day two running backs, (laughs) right? So I guess we could just cut to the chase. Uh, What's your best in class? I'll give mine the start. Okay. And then I guess Simon can go. Man, I really do believe Isaiah Spiller is the best running back in this class. And I understand that Brees Hall fired off a number at the combine. And I do like Kenneth Walker. I've liked them all year. Samir White, James Cook. James Cook actually had a, a day thirty visit with the Dolphins, which is kind of interesting because I think he's right there in that sweet spot of 102. You he's can take Dolphins, man. Yeah, I
1: don't know if you disagree with me or not, but is he in that sweet spot of 102, Simon? Um, he might be. I, I suspect he'll be gone a bit before that, but he might be. He's a fucking but, good class.
0: But, yeah, I like Isaiah Spiller. I think he's best in class. As far as for the Dolphins, Pierre Strong, South Dakota State, very smooth runner, You know, very decisive, perfect for the system. Like He's tailor-made for the system. And, of course, Rashad White. And I don't want to say who he reminds me of, but you can take a guess. Uh, Simon, your thoughts on the class? Who's best in class? Who do you like for the Dolphins?
1: Yeah, to me, Spiller's the best back in the draft. I like Brian Robinson. I like Brees Hall. I like Walker. Um, I have a number of players who aren't nearly as highly rated, who I just watched repeatedly and just thought were Cameron Harris of Miami, is a legitimate number one running back if he... Um, I mean, he is a really, really good player. Um, his skill set is, is insane. And I know Miami fans will be like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You watch his games, you look at how quick he is. He has the fastest time ever recorded in GPS in college football 23.07. The way he presses the line, the, his understanding of angles, he can jump cut between creases without any, uh, any loss of speed. He never goes down on first contact. He's got really good hands out the backfield. He's just a little bit unbalanced with his cutting. But this is a he has got day one upside with day three inexperience. Um I think he's a really, really good player. Um, he tests brilliantly. He's got really good size. Um, I like Damien Pierce of Florida. He was outstanding at the senior bowl. He fits the scheme. He's never had more than 517 yards rushing in four years. So there's very little tread on the tires but he's a good player. I mean, just, just you go down the list. Tyler Allagier at BYU is a really good player. You mentioned Zamir White. Um, Tyrian Davis-Price at LSU is an absolute fucking machine, the way he, I mean, this is a guy that just loves to hit people. He is a, he's a good player. The Dolphins really like Rashad White. He's a great scheme fit as well. He's got the best hands out the backfield. I mean, Jerome Ford was, you know, a five-star to Alabama, went, Played a year at Cincinnati and had um or two years at Cincinnati. Ironically, Chris, we saw, do you remember when I came to see you and um I went to that Henry Plant game in Tampa.
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah.
1: Jerome Ford was playing in that game.
2: Oh, was he? Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zaquandre right White at South Carolina is a is a fascinating. I mean, he has got some serious jumps, uh, some serious juice. Um, he's a zone back as well. Devontae Price, Jason Corbin at FSU. You just go down the list. You haven't got to Kyron Williams yet. I mean, there are some seriously good players. Um, I think scheme fits. I think you probably mentioned them. Pierre Strong is a good scheme fit. I think um, Ty Chandler is a good uh, scheme fit, the North Carolina kid. Um, Who else is a good scheme fit? Um, Tyler Goodson, probably. Yeah, Tyler Goodson's a a pretty good scheme fit, I think. Um, I mean, there's there's plenty of players. I I think the Dolphins will – you know, you talk about James Cook – I can't necessarily see the Dolphins bringing in another guy who's, you know, I mean, he's 5'11, 199 pounds. I can't think that they're going to have just a roster full of small guys. Maybe they are, Mm. um, and just play midget football. But, um, I kind of feel like they're going to, they're going to want a bigger player. Um, and Rashad White just fit. I mean, he is in that sweet spot. I mean, he's six foot, 214 pounds. Yeah. He is lightly used. He, um, you know, essentially was a part of a three-man rotation. Uh, Dolphins really like him. He's got great hands, just fits the scheme. But I think those bigger guys here is Amir White, is 215. Uh, Algier is 224. Pierce is 220. You know, I think it's going it, to, if it's going to be a guy, it's going to be a guy like that, I think, rather than a, you know, a lighter guy, because they've just got enough of those players. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Brian Robertson, 226. So, yeah, we'll see. It's a good class, though. It's a really good class.
0: I agree. It's a it's a great class and it's it's a really good class to have those picks. one hundred two and one twenty five. If if we learned anything from last year is a lot of good players got taken in that fourth round and, and on as far as running backs, including one I really liked. Uh, I forget his first name, but the Hill kid for a, uh, Green Bay took him in the seventh round or the sixth round.
1: Yeah. The kid from Mississippi State, yeah,
0: Kylin Hill. Kylin Hill was his name. I loved him. I, I loved you him liked,
1: coming out. Um, you, to be fair to you, you liked Elijah Mitchell, who had a great. Yeah, year, I too. loved <laughs> Elijah
0: Mitchell. He went in the sixth round. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is that kind of class. I think this this is the that kind of class where Dolphins could be sitting there at one twenty five, and we could be staring at one of these names that we just mentioned, a Pierre Strong or Rashad White, a really really good player. Your thoughts, Chris, on this class? First of all, you know who's the class of the class and what do you think as far as the dolphins?
2: Well, I think, uh, you know, class of the class, I, I'm, I'm another Isaiah Spiller fan, but I, I do want to give a shout out to, uh, to Brian Robinson here. Cause you know, f- frankly, I mean, not only is he just like impressive when you watch him play, but it's, it seems you know, just every, every back out of Al- Alabama plays in the NFL. I mean, that's, that's, that's the way, that's the way it works. It's the strength of the team. It's what they recruit. It's what they, um the base layer of their offense really um is making sure that they can just throw an incredible, you know, um, number of these, these guys out there that are just going to punish defenses. And uh, I, I like Brian, I like watching him play football. I think, I think he's good. As for the dolphins though, um I have to look through, I have to say, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do not get a bigger guy. You know, if, if they do, you know, another five foot nine, 200 pound, 195 pound, something like that kind of guy. And that's just because if you look through the San Francisco history, going back years and years, and you know, you, you're still talking, you're talking about small guys like Raheem Mostert. You're talking about small guys like, um, you know, Raheem Moster is 190 pounds. You know, you're talking about Matt Breida, who is like uh, 190 pounds. Uh, you're talking about Jeff Wilson, who is um, is, is something like uh, 195 pounds, some, somewhere around there. It's 215 um, Jeff Wilson. He is 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 he now? Because
1: he's six foot two fifteen. I'm literally just looking at his uh, uh, at the combine. He wasn't he wasn't
2: wasn't for a while for a while. He was
1: two ten at the combine.
2: Was he two ten at the combine? Yeah,
1: no way. I just
2: saw him listed literally at one ninety four. But I, I mean. I don't look at him and think that he's a he's a big back, or maybe uh, everybody. And this could experience. be
0: something. It, this could be nothing. But uh, Raheem Moser on the NFL website is listed at two hundred five. But the Dolphins, uh, interestingly enough, they finally got their measurements in, and they put him up the first time at one ninety so,
2: yeah. seven. So that tells you that
0: those listed
1: weights are all are pretty much phony baloney. Mitchell was two hundred one at the combine. But Trey Sermon was two sixteen, so they kind yeah, of yeah. Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon, and the, and Tevin
2: Coleman are the uh, the only guys that um, that you see at, in San Francisco that were a little bit to me were were a little bit bigger, but they weren't the guys that rose you know rose to the top of the pecking order in, in terms of getting getting the carries and getting uh, the production. The guys who got the production, generally speaking, I mean, even going back to Elijah Mitchell. Um, who weighed in at two he's five foot 10 and 201, you know, I mean, like we're talking about small guys and what are we talking about? We're talking about fast guys. Okay. And and
1: they does feel like a great fit, doesn't he? He yeah, I mean,
2: well, especially since Chris Greer is a big uh, Georgia guy, but um, so I, I think that if you're looking at the profile of what, first off, I get the feeling, and this is just a feeling, um, that when Mike McDaniel comes uh, comes in, and he's a running game specialist, and he's worked with running backs and and all these things, he's talked about, you know, the the presentation they give to the, to the scouting staff about what exactly the specific traits they're looking for in this um, at that position uh, for this system and how you know how tried and tried and true it is and, and so on and so forth um, you look at their history and it's it's speed it is speed I go back to the 2019 I, I talked about this on Twitter a little bit that that Super Bowl where they faced each other they faced the Chiefs In the Super Bowl, the teams that were number one and number two in average, you know, we're talking about the the Zebra technology GPS stuff the number one and number two um, ball carrier speed teams in the NFL that year were the chiefs and the, um, the San Francisco 49ers and the chiefs, you knew that Tyreek Hill was a big part of that. Um, They had other guys too, but, but, and with the, um, the 49ers, you knew, like Raheem Mostert was part of that, but it's, it's all about speed. It's all about keeping guys running at fast speed. It's, it's run to daylight. It's speed and more speed and more speed. And I think that you look at this class and that's that's kind of I think they're looking at Mike McDaniel and saying, okay, pick your guy then. you know, pick your next Mm -hmm. Elijah Mitchell, you know, pick pick the guy that that has the traits that you're looking for. And so when I'm looking at and when I'm thinking about that, I don't think they're going to be like, you know, okay, well, we've got I don't think they're going to fit it to the roster. I don't think they're going to fit it to. Okay, well, we've got uh, um, Chase uh, Edmonds and we've got Raheem Mostert. Uh, I guess we need a guy that's like 220 then to bang it in. No, I think they might very well find another dude that's like, uh, you know, five foot nine or five foot 10 and a hundred and 195, 200 pounds. And so Mm -hmm. I look at guys like uh, for some reason, they're all named Tyler, but like uh, Tyler Beatty, Tyler, Ty Chandler, um, Tyler Goodson. I think you mentioned a good one of Pierre strong. I think, I think these guys that have speed run to daylight, uh skills uh, and can also catch the ball out of the backfield i think that's where they're going to go and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the, the pick at 102 at all because I, I, I can't think they're done at running back because when you get right down to it, Chase Edmonds has been kind of more of a number two and Raheem Mostert hasn't been you know, healthy or productive in a couple of years and he's like 31 years old. So, mm-hmm. um, so, and you, so for all we know, we, we might not get anything out of Raheem Mostert this year. Um, and, and that's just an, an unfortunate looking at the, the recent history. Um, so i don't think they're done there i think they when when i keep talking about how they might package 102 and 125 up to move up say you know into the 190 or 180 or eight not 190 the the 90 or maybe even 85 to 90 range or something like that to pick a targeted guy wouldn't be surprised if that is a running back and that that will be a guy that, Probably Mike McDaniel has his hands all over. And to me, for my money, I'm betting on I'm betting on that being one of those speedy backs, one of those run to daylight, very fast uh, home run hitter backs um, who can catch the ball out of the backfield, you know, burst in speed. And that's so that's that's where I'm going with uh, with these guys.
1: Strong has forty-seven plays of fifteen plus yards in his yeah, career. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's ran at, He ran.
2: Three. What did he run? What did he run? He ran like four a 4 seven three. Nine.
0: Four. Yeah, four-three-seven. Four, yeah, four, I have him here on the
2: NFL site. Well, Elijah Mitchell last year ran a four-three-five. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think that um, I it really does. And I I know the speed isn't everything. And people will look at a four-six guys guys that are very good backs that ran like a four-six and be like, you know, that means nothing. And and to a lot of teams. That's probably true. I don't imagine Miami is going to be one of them. I, I really don't. I think when they see Pierre Strong run a four three seven or four three eight, that matters to them. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah. And I've, although,
0: although I would say this, you know, when you start, you know, parsing four three seven, four four two, I think everything under four five is blazing fast. Especially like Rashad White, he ran 4, 4, 8, 215 pounds. You know you know, and, the, and he looks it. Okay. He's a big guy. When you look at him, cause he's all of six feet. He, and he's angular. So, you know, his body type is the type that he gets on a weight training program. You, he might get up to two twenty two, you know, rather easily. So yeah, anything under four or five, I'm, I'm in on it, but I completely agree with you. I think it's a requirement. I think you're not going to see any, like the, any try hard guys that run four sixes. I don't think they, I don't think they care. Well, I mean want, the 49ers
2: drafted to... that. They drafted that in Trey Sermon. He ran a 461. He's a six, he's a six foot, two hundred and fifteen. And then they buried guy. him. Then they buried then him they in the buried, depth chart. Then they buried him in the depth chart. He never got anything done. Um, and the guy who ended up on, on top of it was the next Raheem Mostert, uh, Matt Breida, kind of you know, the four 4-3, three, the four three, five speedster Elijah Mitchell.
0: Yeah, and, and I would have put it past them to just look at the board at 102 and they're, they have their hearts set on a running back, and they might even send that somewhere for an established player. Uh, you know, I think that's something that they might look at. But looking deeper into this, because they do have a couple of seventh-round picks, which means you know, not, not all these guys are going to get drafted. So that UDFA market, that seventh-round market, we mentioned one in Kylan Hill. We had him as maybe a fourth-round pick. He ended up getting drafted in the seventh round by the Green Bay Packers. He figures to play this year, so you know who are those guys? I guess on the way out here, Simon, who are the UDFA types? Who are the seventh round types that you have an eye out on? Because I look at the bottom of this group, I kind of like the Joshua Corbin kid from
1: uh, uh, FSU. Yeah, uh, Joshua Corbin. Yeah, he's a really good player. Okay, I, I have than that, I think he's um, I think he's a good player. Uh, what you have to remember about Jason Corbin is that um. He has um, serious talent, but he he severely tore his hamstring in 2019. Muscle essentially just tore off the bone. He missed all that season. He transferred to, to Florida State um, and obviously was coming back from the injury in 2020. In 2021... I mean, FSU's line was absolutely terrible, and he was in a rotation as part of a three headed running attack. He had 887 yards and 25 catches. He's a good player, and he went to the Shrine game and played really well, was the MVP of the, uh, for, for his side of the, his team. He was the, the MVP of the game. Um, I think he's a, he's a good player. Matteo Durant, uh, um, at Duke is 5'11, 196. He is a really good, um, He's a Tony Pollard type. He's got good eyes. He's quick in and out of the hole. He's got good feet. He's got some serious wiggle, um, good hands. I like him. He's got burst. Um, I think he fits. Um, and then who else is there? I mean, we mentioned Ty Chandler, the, the the North Carolina kid. I mean, he's 5'10", 203. He was a two-time Mr. Football in the state of Tennessee. Didn't play very well for the Vols in 25 starts. Then came to North Carolina. and um, and had a terrific season uh, with 1,063 yards and looked like a real player. He's an outside zone runner. He um, can line up all over. He's played from the slot. The boundary comes in motion out of the backfield. He's got excellent hands. Um, I like him. He's an interesting player. Um, and there's, a kid, there's the kid at UTSA, Sincere um, McCormack. I don't know if you've seen any of him. He's 5'10". He's 205 pounds. He had 4,000 yards rushing in three seasons or 3,929, 1,800-yard um, games. He can carry the load. In fact, he, he carried the ball more than 29 times, um, seven times he carried it more than 29 times in just three three years, including games with 36, 37, and 41 carries. Um, last season, he had 24 carries of 15-plus yards, which was second only to Brees Hall on 30 fewer carries. Um he's an interesting player as well. So they, these are some of the late round guys that I think would be, um, that are of interest.
0: Yeah. I would throw in Devonta price uh, FIU, although, you know, he's, he's yeah, a much different.
1: He's going stiff... to go much earlier than that.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, he's, he's a riskier pick in my opinion. I, I don't think he's a polished product at all. Uh, you know, uh, remember it's a lesser league. He's a bigger guy. He ran a four, three, eight at the 40. So it's, he's, it's telling you that, you know, he's kind of, you know, you know, big brothering a lot of the competition in he's that league.
1: Great vision and he is very good in pass protection.
0: Yeah, that oh, absolutely. And and he and he's he's a big guy, six one, two hundred and ten pounds, and he looks it. Like he looks like okay, there's there's that frame can carry another 15 pounds he easily. Reminds
1: of, he reminds me of Antonio Gibson, which should be a bit of a telltale given yes. that the were looking hard at Antonio Gibson as a potential trade. Absolutely. Chris, on the way out. Uh,
0: what do you have here as UDFAs? Uh, guys under the radar, maybe that maybe using one of those two seven round picks.
2: You know, I, I think that uh, Simon mentioned mentioned a guy that's um, that's as good as anybody to talk about and at that stage of the draft, and that's Cameron Harris. Um, you know, <laughs> a guy that kind of still just and this is still from years ago, having watched him, and another guy that seems like he's been around forever, but um you know, there's a lot of injuries there and, um, and such, but I kind of feel like he fits. Uh, and that's, um, you know, I would, I would look at, and this is strictly as a UDFA, this is not a draftable player, but, um, that, I, I kind of get a feeling about, about Mike Epstein of, uh, Illinois, I, I, whenever I've watched him, he's always been a, you know, a super speedy guy, um, with, uh, with skills in the passing game and, you know, just, just shifty quickness and, you know i think that another guy to to look at from um the standpoint uh you know of of fit and what they um what they might be looking for um especially i think in the passing game and and you know my this has always been my impression of him that um that he's kind of an all-arounder uh is max borgie you know from mm-hmm. washington state um i mean we go back a couple of years ago he had 86 catches um Hmm. and i think that uh you know 127 127 uh attempts for 800 you know six and a half yard average as a running uh, as a runner and and also 86 catches as a pass catcher out of the backfield Uh, he he hasn't done that lately um in the last two years but i you know he's got tape he's got tape of him catching a whole lot of balls and you know when you get down to the speed and and if that's if that is important to Miami, um, he did bust out a four or five two. I mean, again, we're talking about UDFA's. We're not talking about the good ones, right? Um, the really good mm-hmm. ones. So uh, so yeah, that's a guy to watch.
0: All right, and that should do it. Uh, next time we talk to you guys, we'll be talking about pass catchers, wide receivers, tight ends. But till then,
1: thanks for listening to
2: Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently.
0: By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward.